Hey there, it's JT with the Most Haunted City on Earth podcast. We'll get to the episode in a second, but first I wanted to let our listeners in on some good news. After the success of our episode on the Wendigo, where we did a collaboration between our two podcasts, we at the Savannah Underground have decided to bring from one to Wicked podcast to the Most Haunted City on Earth podcast. To avoid any confusion, all this means is all future from one to Wicked episodes will be uploaded to the Most Haunted City on Earth podcast page. This means up to two more episodes a week. Join our Patreon if you want every episode up to a week early and enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From One to Wicked. My name is Madison Timmons. And I'm JT Timmons. And today we are going to talk about one of the most interesting exorcism cases. Um, I love a good exorcism. I also love a good exorcism. I think everyone does. Yeah, all, all of our listeners, I think that you just love exorcisms. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're all spooky people here. We're, so We're very spooky. Um, so we're going to actually talk about the Roland Doe case. Now, Ooh. Ooh, very cool. Before before we get started yeah. on that, I definitely want to uh, thank a few of our newer patrons. Give them a shout out. And that is Bad Lil Goth, Lauren, Chastity Wynn, and Penny Boyce. Thank y'all so, so much for your support. And if y'all want to join our Patreon, we have a, a it's like a slew of different things that uh, you can get. Uh, there are early episodes, bonus episodes. Um, you know, we, we're, we're, we post every single day in, uh, in Patreon, just updating y'all with the new things that we're doing. We, um, we low key, but now it's high key, have a series coming out, um, for the most haunted city on earth. So just all that stuff. You don't want to miss it. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. So, um, Roland Doe, if, if you're not familiar with his case, he was the kid that inspired the movie, the exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that, which is interesting that they chose to make Reagan a girl when Roland was a boy yeah i well i think just uh, women well no just it went like girls in general like creepy little girls versus a creepy little boy it's like a creepy little boy it's like oh okay whatever but then a creepy little girl it's like you know yeah Yeah. no i i totally get that but like also there's some weird things about this case for the one why is he called Roland Doe when that's not his actual name? His name is Roland, but that's not his last name. Oh. And so I don't know why we refer to him as Roland Doe, but that it's is... Maybe maybe the person that, that called him that is like, you know, a pastry chef. Mm-hmm. And was like, <laughs> maybe, yeah, I mean, I could see that. I guess. Um, but yeah, so we... Um, I did a lot of research on this, and honestly, I was pretty familiar with this case, but there is some things that I do enjoy about it because they got it right in the movie. Okay. Not necessarily like projectile vomiting. and, or, and Head twisting backwards? No. Oh. No, that didn't happen. But there are things in it that they did in the film that actually happened, which I think is pretty cool. Was Did he, did he say nasty words? Well, of course. I mean, every possession case they say like yeah vulgar things so so here's here's what i want to know here's what i'm want to by the end of this episode i want to 
confirm for myself that this is a real exorcism. It's that, documented. It's so, do, well, yeah. sure. I mean, th there's plenty of things that are documented, but we read about the one, uh, the the German exorcism of. Um, but I will say though, this is documented. What's the German one? It's the exorcism it's, of uh, Clara. We, uh, uh, it's anyway. Anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll 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 get to that. But yeah. um, but you know, and that was just that seemed like it was just a you know a messed up family. Well, sure, exercising someone who was not possessed with a demon, but um, no, this kid was definitely possessed. Okay, so all right, okay. well, let's get into it. All right, so starting out in the 1940s, um, Roland Doe was his actual name is Roland Hunkeler. Hunkeller, he's German, so it would be Hunkeller. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so his family was German-American, okay. and they lived in the suburbs outside of Washington, D.C. All right. So pr pretty much they were a normal family, and things really started to go awry when the family member called Aunt Harriet passed away, and she and Roland were particularly close. Harriet was a spiritualist, and she taught um, Roland many different types of divi divination, and he, she taught him how to use Ouija boards and things like that. Uh -oh. So there's no confirmed, like, exact moment where they believe that he became possessed. Mm -mm. You, ju you just basically said it. Yeah. You just, so. he, he wanted to see his Aunt Harriet again, and, and this thing, this malevolent thing yeah. was was, hey, I'm your Aunt Harriet. Exactly. Let me in. Yeah. Exactly. And no, because he already believed in yeah, those textbook. sort of things. Um, and he was young, too. He was a young child. So children are, in my opinion, the most susceptible to possession because they're so open to sorts of things and they're so willing to trust entities. Yeah. Um, but yes, so in early January 1949, shortly after Harriet's death, Ronald Hunkler um, began to or, yeah, Roland, uh, began to experience strange things. He heard scratching sounds coming from the floors and walls of his room. Water dripped unexplainably from pipes and walls. His mattress would suddenly move, and Roland claimed he could hear someone walking in his room at night when he, uh, when he was trying to sleep, and there were scratch marks found on his mattress in the morning. Sounds like he got rats. <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually the scratch marks would also begin to appear on his body. Right, right. Yeah, so um, Roland's family became concerned, and so they ended up uh, seeking help from every expert that they could think of. They had consulted doctors, psychiatrists, their local uh, Lutheran minister. Just because, be, because of the things that Roland was experiencing? Yes, yeah, so basically... But, but he's not technically possessed yet, though, right? Um, this is, like, the early stages of his possession. Was okay. He was picking up on, like, he was hearing things. He was getting oh, so scratches he, on his body and stuff like they're that. They're thinking he could be, like, potentially... Yes. Like, like have a mental health issue. Yes. Got it, got it. Well, and that's why they sought out the help of doctors and psychiatrists and eventually okay. um, their Lutheran minister. 
but nobody really could figure out what was going on. Um, and there was no like clear indication that he had any kind of mental health problems or mental illness. Yeah. You know, honestly, you got to go Catholic. I'm just, I well, like, we're like, getting there. Yeah. So. No, I know we're getting there. That's the thing. It's like, cause I've, I've seen the exorcism. I'm somewhat familiar. Very, very the exorcist, yeah. slightly familiar. Yeah. The exorcist. what I say? The exorcism. Oh, my bad. No, the yeah. exorcist. Um, uh, but here's the thing in Savannah, here we had an ex uh, an exorcism of an of a house, uh, and it was an Episcopalian exorcism. Guess how long that lasted? Not very long. How long did it last? Uh, three days. Three days. Yeah. Three days. It lasted three days, which is obviously you know the, the demon taunting God because you know well, three yeah. days. Well, yeah. so that's the thing is like Catholics have kind of put a chokehold on the exorcism game. They're because they're, they're, because they're the best at it. I'm just like, yeah. if I ever get possessed, if I ever get possessed, listeners, hear me out. If I ever get possessed and this woman gets me a, an Episcopalian priest to come exorcise me, be upset. Get me I a will Catholic say, though, priest, please. Okay, but what I will say, though, <laughs> when it comes to exorcisms, it really depends on what demon. It's identifying the demon because if, yeah. you know, if it's a demon of a different faith system, then you might want to navigate that by going about it with a different yeah. priest or minister or priestess or whoever it is not me um well i'm just saying if it's not a catholic demon then you know it's not gonna really do much for you if it's not catholic because catholicism they only go about their exorcisms in a catholic in, in a catholic perspective and it works it sometimes works. and then people die sometimes eh, there works. have been plenty of cases where people have died from exorcisms yeah okay. because the demon doesn't necessarily follow the same for anyone system. out there judging me right now if you're listening and you're like oh jt that's so ignorant if you're possessed tonight tell me you don't want a father in that bad boy throwing holy water on you that's all I'm i gotta saying. say anyway let's well, keep going i mean you can always attempt with catholic first <laughs> if you want that but you know i'm just saying mm -hmm. first and last let's do it not all demons follow that but regardless anyways um so Basically, they uh, ended up asking their Lutheran minister, and he was really no help. But after the pastor observed the boy overnight at the church, he suggested that the family seek the assistant of, assistance of the Jesuits. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so the family ended up converting to Catholicism, and they tried to have Roland baptized. But Roland responded to the baptism attempts with intense rage. And at one point, Roland had, uh, was admitted to a hospital where a psychiatrist attempted to treat him, but was ultimately unsuccessful. Okay. Um, so he was incredibly violent towards the, um, the priests when they were trying to baptize him. Okay. So, huh. um, from there, the family thought moving Roland to a different house might make the spirits leave him alone. They thought maybe it was something attached to the house that they were living in. That's what I that would that's what I would have thought. Although Chris always says on our other podcasts, um, uh, the most haunted city on earth, Chris always says that people are more likely to be haunted than houses. Absolutely, he always says that. I mean, I love that quote. I'm gonna get tatted on my neck. Like I Bro. love that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Unless we get to a hundred thousand 
engaged listeners on Apple and Spotify, then I'll get it tatted on my neck. Oh Lord. Anyways, if we get, if we get either that or 50, let's say a hundred thousand patrons, that's a lot of patrons, 50,000 patrons. patrons, I'll get that tatted on my neck. Okay. Well, the, all right then, but, um, (laughs) she's like, I don't want that. I don't want that. (laughs) She, she wants baby girl, obviously. (laughs) Anyways. So, um, but yeah, so they thought maybe moving out of the house would make the spirits leave him alone. But um, even when they moved to a different house, they didn't move really far. Um, but the strange kind of occurrences still happened. Okay. And the family felt like they were out of options. And so they called upon the priests to perform an exorcism because at this point, Roland had become very violent. He was showing signs of being possessed where he was withdrawn. Sure. He was not eating. Yeah. All of that stuff. It's so it's so hard to, you know, tell Exactly. If it's if it is possession or or a severe mental health issue, a lot of the times you know, I mean, even a revulsion, in my opinion, a revulsion to like things like holy water or, 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 you know, uh, prayers or anything like that over them, you know, that could be mental health where, where, where I kind of like draw the line for, um, for possession mm-hmm. where I'm like, that's not mental health is when they start speaking different languages. Sure. I'm like, bro. Yeah. Like, no. When they know knowledge that they shouldn't oh, have yeah. any kind of idea of that's when i get suspicious but like when it comes to religious like um you know yeah uh, like reactions and stuff there is like sides of like bipolar disorder and uh, when people are in manic episodes where you know they start feeling like they have this connection to god or sometimes it's the exact opposite where they have a revulsion yeah to uh religion it's just something that happens sometimes sure but i will say though that most people who perform exorcisms, I know at least in the Catholic Church, they are required to prove without a reasonable doubt that, it's that a, it yeah. is not mental illness before no. they are that even should be approved a to that should be have a an exorcism. So um, you have to have that, requ- or or you have the oh my gosh, why can't I not remember the German uh, exorcisms, the 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 German exorcisms name? It's um, hold on, I'll yeah. tell you. You know the. So, so what it sounds like is that she's Googling it right now. Um, uh, what it sounds like is they've exhausted Annalise my, and Mikkel. Thank yeah. You. Cool. Yeah. Hers was torture. Nice that was over here like Klaus or something. No, that was the one. That was the girl <laughs> in Africa. Clara. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was the girl in Africa. Gotcha. Annalise, Anna, Annalise, M- Michelle Mikkel. or Mikkel. Mikkel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was that. If y'all are not familiar with that, um, we're not going to do an episode on that. We've thought about doing an episode on that, but then we did some did. heavy research mm-hmm. and we were like, wait, this is not a possession. It, no. it was a mental health issue. Right. And, yes. and yeah, it was a mental health was issue mental and health. her family killed her. So y'all do, uh, we're not going to do an episode of that. We, we, I mean, we could do a mini episode for Patreon, but definitely go ahead and um, look it up. And it's, it's a very disturbing, disturbing, disturbing story. And it did it, happen. Yeah. And it was torture. It was basically it was torture. So, um, but on. yeah, but this case was not. Um, yep. so. so they exhausted all other options. Yes. They did all the stupid stuff. Then they did the thing they were supposed to do in the yes. beginning. Got it. Um, and so from there, the family um, would contact Father E. Albert Hughes, the local Catholic priest, okay. who asked his superior's permission to perform an exorcism. And 
uh, on the boy in late February of 1949, and the church granted Hughes' request. Real quick, just going back, you you said that they converted to Catholicism. Yes. Why? They wanted to. They believed that if they converted to Catholicism and they had Roland baptized, then the demons wouldn't like. So maybe. So I, I so also do you think, think the Catholic Church wouldn't accept them. Sure. If they yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. So so uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I wish we had the Pope here so we could ask him. But basically. If you're not Catholic, are you screwed? Because that's know. crazy. I would think that you know that the Catholics would understand that you know, um, like I don't know if you're a believer or not, but obviously they are. Uh, I would you, I would think that the Catholics would believe that God would want them to help anybody, no matter what their religious. I don't know. Cath- preferences. Are. A lot of Catholic churches are very closed off. Uh, to people who are not Catholic, <laughs> so I feel like I don't know if I, if if we have a cat if we have a Catholic listening that's that's familiar with that, please let us know because I do believe that that you that they would help about anybody. But it's also really hard with Catholics demonology, like Catholic demonology, because of the fact that it's so closed off. Yeah, they they really they do rope really it off keep it when they could to, be entertaining. It, us. Right, <laughs> they keep it very close to the chest, and it's hard to yeah. get accurate information. Like uh, that's not just like pieces of things sure. that they allow the public to know. So right. maybe the the Catholic Church told them that they had to convert to Catholicism first. I, I don't see. know, but they did that. So, um, so basically, um. Father Hughes's request for the exorcism was granted, and for the exorcism, Hughes had strapped the boy to the mattress and began the recitations. Um, but he had to stop the rite when Roland uh, broke off a piece of the mattress spring and slashed the father across his shoulders, leaving the exorcism unfinished. Yeah. Whoa. And how old is this little boy? He's like... They didn't confirm exactly what age he was when he got confirmed or um, exorcism, um, uh, exercised. But basically, he's somewhere around like the ages of like eight to ten years old. Wow. Yeah. So we're seeing like like superhuman powers yes. from a kid. This unnatural strength. Wow, yeah. y'all. Mm-hmm. So this actually happened. Yes, all of this is confirmed. I believe in demons. Yeah. I believe I believe in demons a hundred percent. Um, and that is honestly, you know, that's why I don't mess with Ouija boards. I don't even try to, I don't even try to talk to the dead because I ain't trying to let anything in that sure. could be like this. Um, but that, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. It is. It is crazy. This proves, this proves a lot. And so, um, basically father Hughes said that he was not going to try to exercise him anymore but a few days after that first unsuccessful exorcism red scratches started to appear on roland and one of the word uh, scratches formed the word lewis which indicated to roland's mother that the family needed to go to st louis where they had relatives huh? and they thought they thought that was like a sign essentially saying that they needed to go to st louis why would the why would the demon i i completely agree but like that doesn't make any sense but that is that so they still alive can we call them and ask them no everybody's like ah, super poop. dead but um i will say though so like in the movie the exorcist you know like the famous like white house that yeah. they do the exorcism in that was in st louis um oh. the this the 
exorcism that the exorcist is based off of okay. was in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. They I it was mo- DC. No, they moved from, from DC, DC after to... that first exorcism failed. Duh. And then yes, the scratcher- because they thought it might be the house. Yes. Okay. Well, so they lived in DC, lived in one house, and the incident started happening. Then they moved to another house in DC. Oh, so, okay. So yeah. all that was, now they're moving to St. Louis because of the word Louis. Yes. Got it. That okay. was scratched on his chest. Got it. And so it. Um, they had family that lived there, and they thought maybe that was what they needed to save their son, essentially. Heard. Um, and so they had a cousin of the family who was attending St. Louis University at the time, and she put the family in touch with Father Walter H. Um, Halloran and Reverend William Bowdern. Okay. After consulting with the university's president, these two Jesuits agreed so to... That, so that, that one priest... He said, uh-uh. He gave up on him. He gave up? Mm-hmm. Just over a scratch? Yeah. A lot of... A lot of Come on. So a lot of Come people on. like they it's go your in, job, bro. Yeah, but a lot of people go into exorcisms and then they like see like the how horrible they can be and they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. So, <sighs> yeah. So okay. So basically, um, the, these two Jesuits agreed to perform an exorcism on Roland with the help of several assistants. Okay. So uh, the men gathered at the famous exorcist house on Roanoke Drive in early March of 1949. There, the exorcist witnessed scratching on the boy's body and the mattress moving violently. These were the same things that happened in yeah. Maryland when the first exorcism failed. Yeah. So, along with the strange happenings, Bowdern and Halloran, according to their reports, noticed a pattern in Roland's behavior. He was calm and normal during the day, but at night, after settling in for bed, he would exhibit strange behavior, Mm. including screaming and wild outbursts. Roland would also enter a trance-like state and start making sounds in a guttural voice. The priests also said they saw objects flying in the boy's presence and noted that he would react violently when he saw any sacred object presented by um, the attending Jesuits. Yeah, so this is is for sure... Like classic... Demonic possession. Demonic possession. It's only classic because of, you know. Because uh, of him. The exorcist. Yeah, exactly. Well, because of the movie. Because everyone associates all of this to to this because of that movie. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so at one point during the week-long observation before they did the exorcism, Bowdern um, reportedly saw an X appear in scratches on Roland's chest, which the priest believes signified the number 10. Huh. 10? Yep. And um, so, ah. well, you'll see in a second. Okay. Another incident, a pitchfork-shaped pattern of red lines moved from the boy's thigh and went down towards his ankle. This would happen every night for more than a month. This but, poor kid. I know, right? Jeez. But once the red X appeared on Roland's chest, the priest believed he was possessed by 10 demons because X being the new a Roman oh, for 10. Oh, so he tried to, he tried to like see his grandma like and, and probably no, open up his aunt. His aunt, sorry. Yeah. And opened up a portal and 10 whole demons came in. I mean, it happens, but you know, it's like... <laughs> But or like, maybe maybe one came in and was like, you know, like kept the door open, like, hey, come on in. Well, so like here's the thing is like there have been reported incidents of like people being possessed by multiple, multiple demons. No, I know that. I so know it that. is totally possible, but it is un- 
it, it, it is less likely than just being possessed by a yeah. single demon. Sure. Um, but regardless, so the two fathers never gave up and they continued to do exorcisms night after night. And on the evening of March 20th, the exorcism reached an unhealthy new level. Ooh. So Roland had urinated all over his bed and began shouting and cursing at the priests. Now, Roland's parents thought they were torturing him. Oh. So basically, they um, they stopped the exorcisms and they took him to Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis for a more serious treatment. More serious than an exorcism? Yeah, so they thought be, that he was being tortured and they're like well maybe he's not possessed and maybe all these pastors or all these fathers are torturing our son come on right let's be real dude and so um but the two exorcists say did not give up on roland and they ended up going to alexian brothers hospital and on april 18th they what they refer to as a miracle occurred in roland's room at the hospital it was the monday after easter and roland woke up with seizures he yelled at the priest saying that satan would always be within him (laughs) so the priests laid holy relics crucifix medals and rosaries on him and at 10 45 p.m that evening the attending priest called on saint michael to expel satan from roland's body yeah they shouted at satan saying that saint michael would battle him for roland's soul Ooh. Seven minutes later, Roland came out of his trance and said, he's gone. The boy recounted how he had a vision that St. Michael vanquished Satan on a great battlefield. That's dope. And according to Bowdern and Halloran, the strange occurrences and behavior ceased immediately after that. And despite the, uh, despite providing the true story of the exorcist, Roland Hunkler went on to live a completely normal life from that moment forward. Wow. Is he dead? He is dead now. Um, oh, man. How did he die? Um, yeah. Well, I was about to go oh, into okay. that. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, Sorry. Jumping ahead. I, I know, right? J- JT always jumps ahead of my stories. I have I have. I know. Everything. You do the research. Yes. I know. I know. All right. So, uh, following the exorcist, uh, exorcism of Roland Doe, his family moved back to the East Coast. Um, it was said that Roland would end up finding a wife and starting a family. Aww. And he named his first son Michael after the saint wow. believed to have saved his soul. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dope. And Roland Edwin Hunkler died in 2020, a month before his 86th birthday, after suffering a stroke at his home in Merrittsville, Maryland. Mm-hmm. So he lived let me ask you this. Yeah. Do we have an interview with this man? Someone had to have filmed him. So I think, talk about this. I think he was a rather private man afterwards. Um, understandably so. No, that's um, so fun. Well, I get that. I didn't find any kind of interviews. There might be some somewhere, but I'd have to do some digging on it. Hmm. But I think he was a fairly private individual because, I mean, obviously he his case was so like publicized. Yeah. I feel like the only sense of normalcy he would get is if he didn't do like media interviews and stuff like that. And also it's a very traumatic event to go through. And some people don't necessarily want to like rehash. Yeah, I know. I know. I I hope there is an interview out there. Like if anyone knows of an interview, definitely, uh, you know, 
um, like shoot it over to us if there's a link or anything like that. Cause I'd love to, I'd love to see it and we'll give you a shout out. Like, you know, if we do, we, we do, we'll do like an update, mm-hmm. you know, if we find something like that, but absolutely. The, but I mean, I just really hope that someone was able to record his account before it died with him. Yeah. He also um, actually had a pretty impressive career. He um, oh. ended up in his adult life becoming a NASA engineer. No way. And his work contributed to the Apollo space missions of the 1960s. Shut who patented a technology. Oh. And, uh, he patented a technology that helped space shuttle panels withstand extreme heat. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's good, pretty cool. Good, good for him. Right? The glow up. The glow up, seriously. The glow up is real. Um, and following the St. Louis exorcism, the room in Alexian Brothers Hospital was boarded up and sealed, of course. Um, they did not let any other patients stay in that room. Sure. Um, and then the, but the entire facility was torn down in 1978. And the house where the family lived in Maryland is now an empty lot after it was abandoned in the 1960s. All right. So. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I kind of want to go there. Yeah, to the lot. Yeah. Yeah. To the lot. Absolutely. You could stand in the area where, you the know, where happens. a full-blown demonic possession happened. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really good. I always love going to the um, to the St. Julian Street Demon House over there and just looking at it, just knowing what has happened inside of it. Absolutely. Um, we should do a From One to Wicked episode on that. Um, and also, I think I think we are going to do a... Um, a patreon exclusive like just like a just telling the story of uh annalise um mikhail yeah yeah it's a brutal story it really is i think we should do that because you know again it's not it's not a haunting so we can't really put it on this show but we could still tell the story uh for for anyone that wants to listen um on patreon okay but but on the case of this um, yeah definitely for sure in my mind just classic demonic possession um he was definitely possessed by something. I don't know if it necessarily was Satan or if that was just like kind of a. I could see a demon lying and saying he's Satan. Well, sure, but like Satan. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that was like because there's no written record of exactly what was said during the actual exorcism because obviously there was nobody there with a typewriter sure. sitting there just being like, and then Satan said blah 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 blah. Wish blah. there was. I know. I wish there was. What too. were we doing? But I feel like there was definitely some very malicious um, and powerful demonic force within him. Mm-hmm. And they were able to save him, which I think is pretty cool. But in the instance of, you know, like how malevolent is the spirit, obviously it's very malevolent spirit. It has chosen to enter a human body which is already one of the most evil acts a yeah a spirit could do heck yeah um to literally hijack a human's entire essence yes and then on top of it it injured people it tortured that child um basically for almost a year pretty much so it's like and from what it seems like even though there wasn't necessarily like that specific account of like this is how he got possessed it sounds like exactly what jt said the entity was trying to say like oh i'm your aunt harriet and like i'm here that's the scariest thing exactly it's like it's like if you open up a portal and and you know you're either a little kid or just anybody and you you know because 
we we mourn so hard, mm-hmm. you know, like like if I didn't know about, you know, portals and I didn't know about, um, you know, the fact, the chance that you could let a demon in, if Madison, you know, uh, knock on wood, but if she were to, if she were to pass away and I didn't know any of that, I would, I, I would probably try a Ouija board, you know, just to, to talk to her or hear one that was freaking creepy. What was that? <laughs> Something just popped behind us. We're in an empty theater. So that's, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but anyway, yeah. So as I was saying, um, you know, I, I know that I would try that out just so I can talk to, you know, or, or just see her and just the fact that there's something that could mimic, um, you know, her to make you trust that it is that person. And then all of a sudden, you know, take you over or, you know, do malevolent things around you that for sure is, is, is very frightening. Well, anything that like is preying upon your vulnerability and your hurt from losing a loved one is evil in my opinion. Just evil. Um, so do you want to go ahead and let's do it. Let's do it. You want to go first or me? Go, you can go first. All right. So I, uh, I, I, had this number in my head probably for the past five uh five minutes um but i'm going to give the demon or demons that possessed uh rolando a 7.5 i would agree with that oh you're you're gonna go with the same one i was gonna go with a seven but i agree with your 7.5 yeah because because i mean i can uh, on a malevolent standpoint i can appreciate the resistance it put up against you know all the priests and and all of that even making a priest quit uh you know and and then also the fact that it was making the family think that the priests are torturing it Mm -hmm. uh, like him and all of that stuff that all that all is is a very very powerful um uh evil entity um, with with sophistication, right? Like that's an organized that's an organized demon right there. Um, but at the but it was beat eventually, and it did scram. It really did. It mm-hmm. just got right out of that boy, um, and the boy was able to live a healthy, you know, long life. Uh, you know, lived to eighty six, right? Like mm-hmm. I mean that well, just about eighty six. Just about, so lived to eighty five. Like you, you know. For me, that's what lowers it down from like something like um, uh, uh, a nine, like yeah. what I gave uh, uh, Bloody McKenzie. Bloody McKenzie, yeah, you know, because Bloody McKenzie again will always bring up Bloody McKenzie because so far he's been the highest yeah. one at a nine. I mean, absolutely, we both said nine too. Yeah, like he's. I mean, he was an evil guy in life and in the afterlife. Yeah, so and the fact that he isn't the fact that he isn't a demon or you know or I don't know if he's turned into one or whatever. Um, but just the like just the fact that you know he's just that powerful takes him to that for me. I feel like these are your. I think these Roland Doe demons are your rudimentary demons. It's the demons that you know. Uh, they're you know they're probably you know super creepy looking and they have hooves and all that stuff. Well, demons don't always have hooves and horns and stuff. Well, that that's is, how I th- that's how I visualize. Well, a, a demon. lot a lot of people do, but like actually. It, traditionally if you look at depiction of demons demons are actually quite beautiful because that's their here she goes no seriously it's a way for you to trust them 
Mm-hmm. If this thing comes up to you with horns and a split tongue and like red eyes, you're not going to trust that and you're not going to give no, it what I'm, it wants. I'm going to film it. Right. But, um, but yeah, I would sit him down for an interview. <laughs> but yeah, I would give it a seven also just because well, I said seven point five. Well, Oh yeah. Well, are you doing a seven or something? I'm giving it a seven. Okay. Um, so I would also say that, you know, it is very malevolent in the way that obviously it preyed upon his, his vulnerability. It, uh, took advantage of his trust. It manipulated him. It manipulated the family for a long time into, um, you know, exactly like how JT was saying, where they started to not trust the fathers that were trying to help um, the child. Also, it caused torment to him. It took away pretty much his entire ability for bodily like control. And that's evil, in my opinion, because entities that were never alive were never meant to have any kind of human form or human control. And the fact that it was able to do that is evil. Absolutely. But the fact that it didn't kill him, it wasn't, I don't think it was strong enough to kill him. Um, it had to wear him down yeah. enough where he, he was weak enough. And I think it may have eventually tried to kill him, but obviously it was not a powerful enough demon to kill him while he still had some sense of strain. Sure. Um, and like you said, he was defeated in the end so or it was defeated so i i think like it is evil but it's not the most evil thing in the world yeah no i i i would completely agree with that obviously because i gave him 7.5 uh so he gave it a 7.5 um but you know when when you look at this demon versus something like bloody mckenzie of a malicious 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 spirit versus a a full-blown just demon i i think that demons are somewhat less frightening to me than something like bloody mckenzie because there's if you if you are possessed by a demon you believe it and you believe in demons and all of that well then you kind of have to believe in god right and so mm-hmm. in my opinion if there is demonic uh if there is demonic you know presence you have an you the, the the comforting thing about a demon is that you have the ability to fight it because you have something stronger than it. Mm-hmm. You have religion. Yeah. You have you have Christianity or whatever what other religion that you have. If you're fighting any other type of demon, you know uh, from a different religion, you always have religion to fight it. With something like Bloody Mackenzie, if you're in Bloody Mackenzie's territory, there's not a thing you can do. It's true. You know, there's not a thing you can do because, in my opinion, I don't think he has any association with God whatsoever. That yeah. that that spirit, Bloody McKenzie, I don't think he has any association with God. Yeah, I don't think he does. I either. think I think you are just screwed. You're gonna get cut up. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. If he feels, he's gonna like slice it. you up, buddy. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway. Um, Next episode is going to be Amityville Horror. We're doing it. Um, Amityville yep. Horror. And unfortunately, Madison told me at dinner last night, she was like, it's not what you think. And I'm Absolutely. like, are we going to ruin Amityville Horror for everybody? Are we about yeah. to do that? And Madison, you know, after doing her, uh, her, her, like, tons of research, she's like, I've got news. So check out that episode. Absolutely. That'll be, that'll be dropping next 
uh, that'll be dropping on uh, Monday. And, yeah. Yeah. And I've kind of um, enjoyed up until uh, for up until October doing like some cases of um, events that inspired horror movies. Sure. Uh, because both of these cases did happen. They are confirmed. And they did inspire some really frightening horror movies. And being horror movie buffs, that's fun. Yeah, for me. no, I think I think so. it's a I think it's a really good idea. I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. So, um, do that. Um, if you want to hear that episode now, you can watch it. Uh, you can. Um, you can um, listen to it on Patreon mm-hmm. because I guarantee you by the time you hear this, I'm going to have the next episode up because I upload them immediately after I'm done cutting them. Yeah. So definitely consider joining our Patreon if that is something you've kind of been like on the edge of yeah. wanting to do. Um, we treat y'all like family. It's very true. Uh, but yeah, so definitely keep an eye out for the Amityville Horror episode. If you guys have any recommendations of spirits that you would like us to cover, please let us know. Um, we are always open to suggestions and stuff like that. But with that being said, also make sure to follow us on TikTok at the Savannah Underground and on Instagram at Savannah Underground. You can also follow my personal Instagram and TikTok, which is Madison Ray Timmons. Uh, JT's kind of boring, and he's not fun to follow on social media. But it's not even that. It's not even that. I I I'm not boring. I'll get to the social media thing. I just like living life in the moment, and I do too, and but and I don't I don't think oh I just want to share everything with everybody. Uh, you know I enjoy making these episodes for y'all because I want to eventually you know as we grow our Patreon and all of that. I would like to eventually take this to film heights, like making movies or series, which we are actually starting the 13th of this month at the Soroa Weed House. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, that's it is, is that, you know, I'm a filmmaker. I love, I love visual stuff. I'm not a massive uh, I'm not a massive lover of social media. That's where Madison's great, and I'm just over here kind of just wanting to make movies and, and live happy. That's fair. But... Okay, well, we will see you guys in the next episode. So my name is Madison Timmons. I'm JT Timmons. And stay spooky, y'all.